You're listening to Travel Talk Weekly with Rob and Carrie Stewart, travel experts, authors, and TV hosts. Join them every Tuesday as they take you to amazing destinations all over the globe. Whether it's cruising the seven seas, exploring Europe, or being pampered at an all-inclusive resort, Travel Talk Weekly is your passport to the world. Hello, my fellow traveler. Rob and Carrie Stewart here from the Creating Magic Vacation Studio in St. Petersburg, Florida. Welcome to Travel Talk Weekly. This is episode number 97, original air date, August 17th, 2021. And we have a lot of information to cover today. And as you may know, we were on the maiden voyage of the World Navigator, the first ship to set sail for Atlas Ocean Voyages. And it was beautiful. It was beautiful ship. And that was going to be the topic for this week's show. But what is more time sensitive and more important is our experience of traveling to Greece and Egypt. Specifically, the airport experience and what we had to do before we even left and the one thing that could have stopped the trip before it even started. It was a crazy two weeks for us, but lots of valuable information for you. And seriously, what happened while we were on our trip? We come back and it seems like the world of travel has gone backwards again because of COVID. This week, we're going to share our firsthand experience with international travel. And there is enough information here really for three shows just based on this last trip. And next week, we are going to share all about our amazing cruise. So be sure that you are subscribed because you won't want to miss that episode. And this week, we're going to focus, though, on something that is very relevant right now, and that is how COVID is killing international travel. From a crazy number of COVID tests to airport security like I have never seen ever in the history of our travels, we're going to give you our actual experience of traveling to Greece and also to Egypt. And we're going to share the longest travel day ever and why even as travel agents, it was a very frustrating experience. And I'll start with this. This was our first trip internationally that had all these restrictions in place. We traveled twice last year to Cancun, Mexico, but we really didn't have to do anything differently on those trips other than wear a mask. And it was before they started the re-entry requirement for flying back to the U.S. You had to have a negative COVID test, and they started that at the end of January. But this trip to Greece was very, very different. And this is something that we kept saying to ourselves while we were gone. If you are thinking about traveling internationally, at least through the end of this year, you really have to want it. And you have to be very prepared and ready to be flexible while you are there. We mentioned on a previous show about another travel agent that we know and her experience when she traveled to Athens. So she had organized a group cruise sailing out of Greece in July, and she was fully vaccinated. So she did not have to provide a negative PCR test to get into Greece because she had her vaccination card. While the cruise line did require everybody to take a test in port before boarding, and her test came back positive. They gave her a second test just to make sure that it wasn't a false positive, And that one also came back positive. So she immediately got quarantined at a hotel in Athens and missed the entire cruise and had to stay there for 10 more days. And this is the cruise that she planned as the group leader. Had she done a test before she went, she would have known and she could have just stayed at home. And in her defense, no one knew that. Again, these are the things you only know if you're actually traveling. 
And I think people are just starting to get back to international traveling. And I follow a ton of people on Instagram and social media. And yes, travel is different. If you're thinking of traveling, especially internationally, whether it's a cruise or a land vacation, there is a lot to know before you go. And like we said, you really have to want to travel and know that there will be a risk. You may test positive and not be able to return to the U.S. until you go through a quarantine. Now, we were pretty prepared for our trip, but I still was not prepared for all of these extra steps, even though we hear about them and we're just starting to go through them, even with some of our own clients. But to do it firsthand definitely opened our eyes. Here's how it started for our trip. And specifically for Greece, we had to fill out a PLF form, and that stands for Patient Locator Form. This is where you tell them where you'll be staying while in Greece. Very easy, but the Greek authorities want to know where you're going to be. The next one was because we were going to Egypt, we had to get an Egyptian visa. And this did have a cost of $25 per person if you did it online like we did. Now, I do know that there are some services like the cruise line had recommended a service that they use. And there's some other ones that you can do that will help do the paperwork for you because they had very specific requirements. You had to upload a copy of your passport, but a very specific size. And I know in talking with other guests on the ship, this was one step that was really tricky. And we paid $25 per person for it. But I know somebody on the ship who actually ended up paying $150 for the exact same thing because he needed it expedited and he couldn't get the website to work. And this is a trip where we also came up with the term travel math. And travel math has to do with when you take your COVID test prior to leaving. And this depends on where you're going and what that country requires. In our case, of course, you already know this, it was Greece. And their requirement is you have to provide a negative test that was taken within 72 hours of your arrival if it is a PCR test or 48 hours if it was an antigen test. A negative test isn't required if you're fully vaccinated. But like we said in our example a few minutes ago, you really want to get one just to make sure the last thing you want to do is rely on the fact that you're vaccinated and you get over there and somehow you test positive and you're going to sit in a hotel. Uh, If it's a cruise, you're going to miss the cruise. It's better to know beforehand. Just yesterday, I saw a bunch of people posting about that. And this girl goes, I've been double jabbed, so I don't need a test. I'm like, yeah, you might want to take one anyway. And then the original poster that was asking about that was thanking me because I was giving her the actual information of why she should take a test within 72 hours of getting degrees, just in case. So once you have all your pre-travel forms and tests done, of course, if you're going on a cruise, they're going to have you do some check online check-in and all that kind of stuff. But we recommend, because you're going to have lots of paperwork here, that you travel with some sort of a document holder so you can have everything in one place. You are going to be asked for these forms multiple times throughout your travel from the U.S. to whatever country you're visiting. Here was our travel math. We were leaving Saturday, July 31st. We knew it was going to take about a day, roughly a day, to get to Athens. So we took our test around lunchtime on Friday, July 30th. We did pay $150 per person, but they got the results back to us in an hour. Of course, obviously, they were negative because we went on the trip. But think about that. If we had tested positive, we were done right there. Nothing else we say would have mattered. And also keep in mind that you want to give yourself a buffer because if your flight gets delayed... They do not give you any grace for, oh, your flight was delayed, then you know what, it's okay, even though your test is now more than 72 hours. So that's why we did it the Friday before, knowing that 
even with like the time zone changes and all that. I mean, this is serious travel math you have to do. And in that case, if your travel is delayed and your original test is no longer valid, at least you know you're negative. So in this case, if our flight got delayed and we missed that 72-hour window, at least going into Greece, we knew we were negative, even if we had to take another test there. But this is also a good reason if you are going to be kind of cutting it close, see if the airports that you're passing through have on-site COVID tests. Some of them do, but a lot of them have taken those away, just like our airport, Tampa, used to have one. Yes, they did. And it That would have been nice. Yeah. <laughs> but again, you don't want to show up to the airport with your stuff and go, oh, you're positive. Oh, okay, I'll go home now. Yeah, right. So Tampa International is our home airport, and that's where we flew from. It is the best airport in the world. So upon check-in, you show them your form. They don't ask if you filled out the passenger locator form for Greece because they don't care. So again, it's important to know before you go. Yeah, they're not keeping an eye out for you. So on our way out, we flew through Toronto. We had to get off our flight and go to our connecting flight that would take us straight into Athens. And it was interesting because they stopped us before we could even go down to where our gate was. And they asked for a copy of our negative COVID test. And then they were redirecting people because some people didn't get a little signature on their boarding pass. And so we had to go stand in another line to have somebody look at our paperwork again. Like I said, have a document holder. You are going to show your papers so many times. This was kind of a cool experience because we were in line right next to Andrea Prosky, and she's a Canadian Olympic gold medal winner for rowing. And I got a picture and I was like, okay, let's get a picture. And she's like, no, here, hold the medal. I'm like, oh my God, you have to be really strong to hold that medal. It was pretty heavy. <laughs> yeah. So that was like some one fun thing, but because our flight was delayed, we did miss the lounge in Toronto, which I know you were excited I was about. very yeah, disappointed we missed that. In Athens, once we get off the plane and headed to customs, they then checked for your patient locator form and asked if you had your vaccination card. Now, they say it's random testing. We can tell you it is not. If you didn't have a vaccination card, you were still welcome as long as you had a PCR test and it turned out negative. So right then, I got tested. You did not. Yeah. So what they're doing is they are pulling people over. I say randomly. It's not random. And they will do another test. And it's one person that is in your traveling party. So as you fill out the the passenger locator form, if you're traveling together like we were, obviously, you can have one for your entire family. And so here's your little pro tip is if you are filling out that paperwork for your family, don't put yourself first because if you're the primary traveler, you're most likely going to be the one that has to get randomly tested. But we did notice that for the most part, it was people who were unvaccinated that they were sending over to get this random test. And those with the vaccine card, they were not. So we'll talk more about our experience on the islands on the next show. But while we're talking about airports, we did have a surprise flight during our trip because one person on our cruise did test positive while we were on the ship. We were headed from the island of Crete and we were headed to Alexandria, Egypt. And when the person tested positive, the ship had to notify the, the Egyptian authorities and they said, nope, don't even bring the ship. So we turned around, went back to Crete and Atlas had chartered two planes for us. So then it's actually kind of better. So instead of going to Alexandria and taking a three hour bus ride from Crete, we flew right to Cairo. Yeah, it still was an inconvenience. And we did lose one day, basically, I think of our trip. And yeah, I mean, I feel bad for the one individual, again, fully vaccinated and young. And he did test positive, they did do multiple tests on him. We'll talk more about that next week. But also in Crete, we had to present the negative COVID test again, which of course, we all had. 
Yeah. So we took that like midway through because in order for us to leave the EU, the European Union, it is required that everybody has to take a negative COVID test. And that's why everybody was tested and how they discovered that one person was positive. So again, you got to schedule time for all these tests. And I remember on our cruise that morning, at one point, they said, yeah, just come down starting at 745. And then before you know it, they make an announcement at 915. And they said, "Um, we need everybody to have this done by 930. So again, you got to be flexible, and you've got to adapt. And I'll just insert this here. If you're a nervous traveler, don't go to Europe right now. Yeah, for sure. And Cairo, and I'll say, this is probably the worst airport on this trip. Now, here's where things got really stressful for us. And again, this just adds to international travel. And one of the reasons why I did not enjoy this experience as far as this is concerned. So we were told the day before that we're chartering these planes for everybody. We're going to get you down. Don't worry. Um, We'll have your tests, everything, and we'll get you all right into Egypt. So Nobody thought twice about any paperwork. So as you know, you have to have a lot of paperwork and you're showing it a bazillion times. So we go to get on the charter flight and they had split the group into two. And somehow, even though all of our documents that were in our stateroom said that we were in group A, somehow we ended up on flight for group B. Guess where our paperwork was? It went with flight A. And so Rob and I are trying to get on this flight and Thankfully, they had photocopied all the negative test results, but because it wasn't an original, they were about to deny us boarding to get to Cairo because somebody took all of our paperwork with them because you had to have that test. And so we're standing on the tarmac because this is not one of those jetway airports. We're standing on the tarmac and basically the whole airport full of windows, you know, so behind us, there's a whole bunch of, you know, it's the, it's the airport and there are people staring out the window looking at us going, oh my gosh, what did they do? And here, here's where it got a little fuzzy because the guy that wouldn't let us on said, oh, well, it doesn't have the QR code. We're like, okay, whatever. So they finally let us on. We're talking. And this to was our, like an hour later. <laughs> yeah, we're talking to our fellow passengers and let's look at yours. None of them had QR codes. So there, there is so much misinformation and confusion that can happen at any time, which is why you always need to be prepared. Yeah. And what I learned from that was always don't trust that somebody else is going to have your tests for you. Make sure you have proof of life and have it in hand. So we arrive into Cairo and whoa, this airport is intense. Cairo, I would say, is easily the worst airport on this trip. And here's where we want to give a huge shout out to Cosmos, the tour company. And this is specifically for when we were coming back. They walked us through every step. We had a really early morning flight. They picked us up at like 1 a.m. You've heard this term, New York is the city that never sleeps. They don't hold a candle to Cairo. One o'clock, and it was crazy traffic in Cairo headed to the airport. But Cosmos, every step of the way from loading our luggage onto the, the van that took us there, there was somebody waiting at the airport. There was someone waiting at the other end of security, another guy to walk us through over to the gate. So huge shout out to Cosmos. But here's what's weird is on the flight back out of Cairo, very intense security down to down to the point where I had a lip balm in my pocket, kind of like a chapstick. And the security guard, who who clearly had never seen one of these things, he, he's like, what is this? I'm like, it's lip balm. He goes, what do you mean? I'm like, it, you put it on your lips. He goes, so he grabs the, you know, the little, the little stick, and, and he tries to twist off the top. Again, he's never seen one. So I pop off the top. He takes it and, you know, uses a little wheel to make sure there's actually product in it. I've never in my life seen that. And on top of that, he made me take off my watch. Again, never had anybody ask me to take off my watch. So lesson learned, make sure everything is out of your pockets. Our second favorite airport, 
next to Tampa International is Frankfurt. And we were just kind of passing through. We had about a four-hour layover. Again, we're talking about the return trip. So the requirements here, again, negative PCR test taken within 72 hours, which we had done at the hotel. And I can say, you know, again, as we were leaving Cairo on the way to Frankfurt, they have the most impressive negative PCR test certificate of the whole trip. Oh, it's, yeah, it's frameable for sure. <laughs> and the different thing about Frankfurt is if you are just passing through, then you can just provide your negative test, which we got asked for multiple times. We had to show it to get into the business lounge because you're going to be asked, like I said, you're going to be asked for your tests a gazillion times. So don't think that after you've checked in for your flight, nobody's going to ever ask for it. I think on one of the legs, we actually had to show it when we got on the plane too. It was crazy. But then the three to four hour layover in the, the Frankfurt Lufthansa business lounge, it was all worth it. And then we were on to our second to last leg, and that was Frankfurt to Newark. And so now this is where all passengers coming into the US must have that negative PCR test, whether you are vaccinated or not. And what I found crazy was, is I don't think that they checked on this leg. And this is the one where we're going back to the US. But every other country, we were showing that a gazillion times. But for some reason, when we went back into the US, they never asked for it. They did make an announcement over the PA system saying, you know, have it available if somebody should ask. Our next airport is Newark. Customs was surprisingly empty. And what made heading to Newark so much easier is our first flight in a 747. I mean, a transatlantic flight on a 747 is amazing when you're in business class and we were on the upper deck. So that was probably the best flight experience we've ever had. Yeah, and we're definitely going to do a whole episode on the value of flying business class in the future because I think it may surprise you. In this case, it meant that we got off the plane right away in Newark, which means we went right, we were through customs within 10 minutes. Yeah, I couldn't even fill out the form fast enough because they didn't pass them out on the flight, exactly. which I was and, surprised. And we saw the rest of the people getting off our flight. We're like, okay, let's just hurry up and fill out the form while we're in line. Don't fill it out here. Yeah. But after that, the Newark airport, I'm like, oh my gosh, Newark is awesome. And this guy had heard us. He's, yeah, just wait. I'm like, what? Because I guess that was his home airport. And that place was a zoo. Yeah. I mean, to be clear, our gate at the Frankfurt Airport and, and part of the stuff at Frankfurt was nuts as well. Newark was, I'd say, on the same level. What Again, what made Frankfurt easier is we had the business lounge. Newark, not so much. Yeah, and our flight had been delayed going out of Frankfurt. So we were already, you know, running behind a little bit. And we did not have a chance to go and reprint our boarding pass to show our TSA pre-check. Because we didn't even know we had to do that. Correct. Because we assumed, oh, we're checked in with Lufthansa. We ended up, entered our number. But they said, nope, because it was Lufthansa, once you get in the U.S. for TSA Pre, you have to go just re reprint your boarding pass. And we didn't know that. Luckily, though, for us, our business class status helped to get to the front of the line quicker. But again, another security check. But, it, it, but here's where it didn't help us, is that we pack as if we are TSA pre-check, because we always are. And so I had to take everything off again. Um, we left an iPad in there, you know, one of the cameras they were questioning. And Newark security is a train wreck. They are understaffed, but it was just a very, very bad experience. So because we didn't go through as pre-check, you know, I'm, again, I'm used to just keeping my belt on, my shoes, keep the computer in everything, nothing to worry about. And they were literally going through our bags like crazy. Like Newark felt very close to Cairo. It did. It really did. <laughs> 
Our flight was delayed, though, so we had no problems catching our flight back to Tampa. But we did not land until 10 p.m. So let's talk about this was the longest day of travel that you and I have ever experienced. So if we're not going to use, you know, Cairo time versus, you know, Florida time. So we'll use we'll just use Eastern as the base. We got picked up at our hotel, which was the Four Seasons. Very nice in Cairo, except Cairo's a very dirty city. If you don't know that, Cairo is a very, very dirty, crazy place. So we didn't even leave the hotel property when we were there. We got picked up at six o'clock Friday night, if I'm talking about, you know, Florida East Coast time. And then we did not get to our house until 11 p.m. Saturday night. That is 29 hours of travel. And a lot of it right now is you have to get to the airports early because of all these extra steps that you're doing. And everybody has to show all this paperwork. A lot of people weren't prepared. And it just drug out. Security was so much more intense over in Europe compared to the US. Although Newark, like you said, second to Cairo on this particular trip. Guess what else was kind of crazy? In the space of two weeks, I think I did six COVID tests. I know, right? And you did five because I got picked in the airport. You did not. And we're talking PCR tests for all of them. Yes, yes. So let's just say travel is intense. And we're, you know, I know we're saying this ad nauseum, but having paperwork ready in your hand, ready to go is very important. And yes, we had to always have a printed copy of our test results. In this thread on Facebook yesterday, you know, people said, oh, no, you can just show it on your phone. I don't know if you can, because everybody else is asking for the printed form. So I'm, I think that's real world versus what you hear on the internet. Always have the printed form just to be safe. Yeah, the, there was one test that we had to do, and that was the test that had to be taken 72 hours before we boarded the ship. And that one we did have in an email. But ironically, they never asked for a copy of that one, which but we still did it. But it is they want this piece of paper. And nobody is really up onto like this mobile, you know, passport and all that kind of stuff. But have the paper just trust me on this, you do not want to assume that an email is going to work. One of the hardest parts of travel right now is getting the test for your return. And we were very lucky that Atlas Ocean Voyages arranged ours. But on the way in, because we got to Athens early and we needed to provide another test taken within 72 hours of getting on the ship on top of the one they did in port, we found a place basically in an alley in Athens to take the test. I'm not kidding. It was an alley. Not where they did the test, but where we had to sign up for it. It was really weird. It was really, really weird. And then for our return, we had to do a PCR test in the hotel lobby. So that was also kind of weird. Is that that the one we did at the Ritz? That's the one we did at the Ritz. And our tip here, though, is know before you go where you can get your test done and how much it will be and if you're able to set up an appointment or not and when they will tell you when the results are. Because in our case, when we asked our hotel where we could go and get a PCR test, this was in Athens, they sent us to the wrong place. It cost us time and it was was kind of annoying. Yeah, it was like a good chunk of a few hours in the morning. And we did get very lucky in that we we were able to get in without an appointment and get the results back the same day. We talked with some of our fellow travelers and some had a service come to their hotel. However you get the test, just make sure you get a guarantee on when you will have the results back. And there are some of those kits that you can get like at Walgreens or CVS. And they're kind of like the test yourself and you do it over a Zoom call under supervision. However, we caution you on this because not all places will accept that for your return. And you also have no idea if your internet is going to be good enough for that Zoom call. So I wouldn't depend on those necessarily. To me, that just sounds risky. We thought we were going to have good internet and it was horrible. 
Now, I did put out a little bit of a poll on our Instagram. And, you know, just to answer your questions, and we did have some people ask how easy was it to find a test? And it actually was very easy. These countries that rely on tourism, they want you there. And so it was not too hard for anybody to find out where to get a test. Another big question that people wanted to know was what happens if you do test positive? Because the U.S. doesn't want you coming back until you have been cleared. For Greece, they have a system in place. And that person we were talking about, you know, she was, they put her up in a hotel for 10 days. They fed her, you know, and Greece paid for that. Now in Egypt, we, we, have, no, we have no idea. We have no idea. <laughs> and what that kind of made us the most nervous because even the cruise line wasn't 100% what would happen on that. But I do know if you are positive in Egypt, they will want you to quarantine for 14 days. And yes, this will be at your own expense. So be ready for that. Yeah, because we were staying at the Four Seasons. Hello. I know, right? Another reason to have trip insurance. Every destination is going to be different. For some resorts in the Caribbean, if you test positive, they'll quarantine you there. What you do need to know, however, and be prepared is possibly paying for those additional room nights up front. Again, travel insurance. Yeah, and we are definitely starting to see a lot of countries that are only allowing fully vaccinated travelers to come in. I mean, just this past week, Turks and Caicos updated their policy moving forward from September 1st. Anybody over age 16 has to be fully vaccinated. And here's what was interesting. They do not accept those little paper vaccine cards that everybody was carrying around over in Europe. And they have a whole nother protocol. So that was something that was new. And you know, there are tons of other destinations where you can go if you're unvaccinated, but just know they may want you to quarantine and provide a negative test. International travel is not only different now, it's different than obviously before the shutdown, but it's different than from when we traveled last year to Cancun. The extra layer of COVID requirements, vaccinated or not, makes it a little more challenging and it's beyond just getting into the country. So that's our firsthand observation on how we think that COVID is killing international travel. It doesn't mean don't do it. It means if you want to do it, you really have to be flexible. You have to know your stuff before you go. If you are a nervous traveler, this is not the time to travel to other countries. But if you are well-traveled and you are ready to get back out there, there are some amazing cruises. I know Atlas is going to be cruising all summer and fall, and they have some great itineraries. So if you're ready, there is a trip out there. Just know what you're getting into before you book that trip. And if you're not ready yet, get a trip on the books. This thing is not going to last forever. So if you're not comfortable now, maybe get a trip on the books for next spring, next summer, but get a trip on the books. Next week, we're going to break down what our trip was from Athens to Egypt and some of the nuances that because of the vaccination or non-vaccination requirements, some of the things that you are or are not able to do that may make you rethink your next international trip. I mean, we fell in love with Greece. It was so great. And I, I definitely want to go back. But after just all of the stress and the biggest stress for me was I knew that we were fine, but until I had that paper that let me know that, yes, you can leave Egypt, I was super nervous. And, of course, they lost our papers again, and we had to track them down. That was not fun. Because they had our papers at the Ritz. We were staying at the Four Seasons. Again, I know, first world problems. And I will say parts of Cairo did feel like a third world country. Yeah, definitely did. But the world is changing, and this is also happening in the U.S. But whatever you do, we still encourage you to get a trip on the books. You need something to look forward to. And while we may not be heading back to do some international travel to Europe anytime soon, 
we definitely still will in the future when things kind of calm down. I think travel should be a fun adventure, not super stressful. And here's my goal is I want to do a trip to Europe. I want to go back to Greece and or Italy, of course, and do it with just carry-on bags, no checked luggage. Tune in next week as we go over the amazing details and so much fun we had on Atlas Ocean Voyages World Navigator and some surprises during the trip. It was an amazing cruise, and this cruise line is a perfect fit for so many travelers in so many different ways. And if you have any questions about international travel, feel free to hop on over to our Instagram and send us a message. The world is a book, and those that don't travel, read only a page. And maybe you don't need to read some pages right now. Maybe put that off for a little bit, but at least have a trip on the books. And let's help you get back to the vacation eventually. <laughs>